Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and welcome to Devotional. It is my prayer before every episode that this podcast will be a blessing for you. Please remember to subscribe to Devotional on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening in. This way, you will be notified every time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends and loved ones so they too can be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to Devotional. We are on lesson number four for January 19th through the 25th. And this is day number one for Sabbath afternoon, January 19th. Well, how have you been? <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? I apologize for the delay in getting uh, these recordings out sooner, uh, but it's just gotten busy and trying to catch up with... Um, after last week, I, I did not realize how much studying it required to find Jesus, um, the meaning behind Jesus' symbolism to all the seven churches. So honestly, my brain was drained. <laughs> And uh, I needed some time to recover, but I'm excited. We are looking at the Lamb all of this week. And uh, we're, of course, the, this whole week is Revelation 4 and 5. I've sent out a link on Facebook. Um, if you need me to send it out to you again, just shoot me up a text or a message. Um, I'll send you the link to listen to the book of Revelation several times over. It only takes six days to read through it, two chapters a day or seven days, depending on how much time you have. Um, but two chapters a day, actually 11 days, my apologies, um, 11 days to listen to the entire book of Revelation. And uh, I've done it already three times. And I think that helps me to get a panoramic view of the book. And I, I will make that available on the um, podcast. If you sc- scroll down, you'll see a, a link that says a Revelation reading plan. You'll click on that and you'll be sent to the YouVersion Bi- uh, Bible app, which is available for both uh, iOS and Android. You can also do it on a desktop computer if you don't have a smartphone. Uh, so all those links will be included there. Um, Revelation chapter 4 and 5, uh, they're known as the chapters of the Lion and the Lamb. And this is a very special part of the book of Revelation for me and for Deline, because when we were planning our wedding, uh, I remember Pastor Mark Swisegood um, asking me, so what do you want me to preach on? What do you want me to preach on? And I really didn't know, and I didn't want to just go cliche. And uh, so I prayed and I, th- I thought, Lord, you know, I want something meaningful for both Deline and I. And Revelation chapter 4 and 5 were the chapters in the book that came to my mind. And I'll tell you later on this week why and how I convinced my wife, my then fiancé, to agree (laughs) to have our wedding sermon come out of the book of Revelation chapter 4 and 5. This um, chapter begins with a a tension, a moment of tension. You see this grandiose um, manifestation of God, description of his throne, who are there, and then a scroll. It focuses on a scroll and who is worthy to open it. And of course, John weeps. No one, no one steps up to the challenge. Who is able, who is worthy to open this scroll? And then, of course, it, it mentions that the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has overcome. 
And that theme of overcoming, you must, you probably remember it, is very prevalent in the book, in the seven churches. It, it, that's how uh, all the seven churches finish, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes. So this overcoming in the book of um, Revelation chapters 2 and 3 of the seven churches is contingent upon this victory, this overcoming that we find in Christ, in the Lion. Um, we want to be spending quite a bit of time on that this week, this overcoming of Jesus. Um, so God's greatest manifestation of his eternal power, you would think was parting of the sea, doing the 10 plagues, uh, some, some big, huge manifestations of his power, um, the, the, the raising of the dead that he did. I think that surpasses pretty much all other uh, miracles, by the way. Uh, raising from the dead, you know, part of the sea and all those things. Um, to raise someone from the dead, that is huge. And that happened throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well. So you have God's power being manifested. But we needed to see more than God's power. And that's what these two chapters, how these two chapters complement each other. Because you see the, the overcoming of the lion, which of course has the majesty, he's the, the, the strongest or thought of the strongest animal predator. Um, and so there's an element of power that accompanies the lion. But to see God's power would not have been sufficient. We needed to have a different perspective and the cross was that tension, just like there's tension between a lion and a lamb. How could those two opposites be the, a, an appropriate symbol for Jesus, one individual? Um, in the creation, uh, in, at the cross, there must, the, that tension must have been experienced as the onlooking universe would see a, the creator God appearing to be weaker than his creation. God appearing to be the weakest being in the universe. Here he is at, at the mercy and the whims of his creatures, crying out to crucify him, and he's allowing them to nail his hands and his feet, and ultimately he, he yields his life. But to the surprise of sinners and fallen beings, the cross of Jesus actually demonstrated now not just how infinite God's power is by breaking the prison of death, the cross also proved how infinite God's love is by his sacrifice for a human race that openly declared to be his enemies. So you see the, the, the combination of the power of the lion and the love of the lamb manifested at the cross. That's how this lion overcomes by becoming the, the lamb that was slain. At the cross, he paid for our sins, and there he reclaimed us as his children. This past week, uh, a member from the Oakwood Church, Frank Payne, posted this on his Facebook page as a quote from an English uh, preacher from a couple of centuries ago named Charles Spurgeon. You may have heard of him. And the quote says this, You stand before God as if you were Christ, because Christ stood before God as if he were you. And when Jesus stood before God, and that's how the quote ends, by the way. And when Jesus stood before God as if he were me, God treated him as I deserved so that he may treat me as he deserves. That's, that's what uh, Charles Persian meant by this transaction, this inter interchange. This week, we will get uh, to explore more in depth not just the power of God manifested by the lion, but we will also get to see how deep and infinite this sacrificial love of God was for us through the lamb.
Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and I hope you were blessed with today's episode of Devotional. It is my prayer this resource will inspire you to spend personal time studying God's Word, including using the study tool of our Sabbath School Quarterly. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. This way, you will be notified each time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the one you use regularly. This way, they can also be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a financial supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. This is Pastor Ariel inviting you to study the Bible with me again on our next episode of Devotional. Devotional.